FBI, open up. Saw your browser history, so what's up? Get your front door down, taking you downtown in a big black armored truck. We are the FBI, that's a crime. Getting Minecraft free online. Incognito mode, can't stop us, bro. We can watch you anytime. But we're behind your house, in the alleyway. Because you're watching the Jumich anime. Police station, just a block away. Anime boobies, every day you view these. We can see, boy. Hello and good evening. My name is Josh, and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. With the voice you can find the the man is reasoning the unreasonable makes sense that nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? I'm doing all right. How's everybody else doing? Bob, are you is your thing switched? Are you quiet? Shit. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Dude, I thought my I thought my headphones I thought my headphones like shit at the bed and I was like, what the hell is going on? So I was looking around I'm scrambling. Doing great. Fabulous. Yeah. I'm like, why is Bob everybody's whispering all of a sudden? <laughs> what the hell is happening? God damn it. Always the switch. Sorry about that. What Bob, we if, uh, if you want to tell people now that you're full volume, uh are you ready to get your third strike before uh, episode 100 right now? Go Last ahead chance. and leave a voicemail at 1-833-666-911. Again, that is 1-833-666-0911. Oh, you lucked out. You get to do <laughs> he gets special the job. He gets to do special episode <laughs> Can you start on Monday? <laughs> Man, I should have I called where how good I was going to do it, too. Fucking Babe Ruth. I'm going to hit this out left field. But no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, like how how good you do it uh, is measured by how many voicemails we get. So, like, I we we right. have actual performance indicators here at OK Homo. That's you know? true. Yeah. So we're gonna get a lot next week, I think. Oh, because you did such a good <laughs> job. Hell yeah. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Everyone's gonna uh, be you guys pumped. See that uh, white supremacist group is at it again, just jamming jamming people in U-Hauls, getting ready to ruin Wait, the- gay pride parades. The, the Proud Boys came out to the Pride Parades? I mean, oh, there's it makes a whole sense different if you think one. about it. They're like extra white supremacists, these guys. They're, they got a cool uniform and everything. They even get arrested in their own special way. <laughs> in, <laughs> I really love their outfit, by the way. Blue polos, khaki pants, face masks. They must work out together. They're all in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw this and I instantly thought, uh, "This is where, where a do game. I sign well, up?" Well, let's get let's get some no. let's get some uh, <laughs> let's get some context. What's the actual like news blurb here on this? What's the give me the CNN headline? You know that type of thirty-one members of a white nationalist patriot front arrested near an Idaho Pride event. Oh my God! What did they get arrested for? Mind you, anyone you guys know, you fucking uh, conspiracy to to riot. I love how you don't even have to commit crimes anymore. You can still be arrested for a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, just thinking about rioting will get you a <laughs> misdemeanor, apparently. Well, so the the police got a call from someone at a hotel in the area reporting that 20, 20 so men all in like in uniforms, all wearing the same shit with shields and face masks on wearing riot gear. We're hauling or we're climbing into the back of a U-Haul truck. 
And that citizen decided it was good reason to call the police for whatever reason. Um, well, the good so, news is is that once we arrested all 31 people, we got to see their faces so we can avoid them in the future, and we know all of their identities now. Correct? So, we do have what, mugshots of them now. They did release the mugshots. All of them? Of all the 31? 31 people, yeah. Have they but, figured out how many of these guys are feds? Not, not yet, no. Oh, it, it's it's gotten so crazy, but they're actually like news reporters are waiting at the jail to find the people and report on the people who are bailing them out of prison or bonding them out, wh- whichever it is. They're showing up there and they're even going as far to talk to the mother of one of them. What is well, hold, what yeah. the f- <laughs> how much could bond possibly set be set at yeah, for, for conspiracy to riot? Yeah, for. Thinking about potentially rioting at a uh, gay pride parade in Idaho, where the town probably already rioted. So one of the headlines says that someone paid nearly $2,000 to bail them out. To bail all of them out? No, to to bail like two people out, I think it said. $1,000 a piece for that? That's excessive even for, like, that's... I guess they're out of state. Like one guy was from Utah, the guy with the mom. I think he was from U- uh, Utah. Wow, okay. crossing state borders to riot is that like a that that has to be like a felony charge or something, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're lucky they weren't carrying guns across state lines. That's super illegal. Jesus, I mean the the, sh- the shields are just as the shields and knee pads are just as oh, dangerous. That's right. The, the they found knee, uh, was it shin pads shields yeah and a single smoke grenade inside of the u-haul and from that they determined that they were going to riot right that's what that's what typically demonstrates a riot right is the people uh having shields not not bricks right not well they're they're riot shields right yeah (laughs) they they look like they were going in there to be attacked right and to defend themselves from an attack, sort of. I don't know. But there's there's no disruption equipment on them either. And they're being the charge itself is a misdemeanor conspiracy to riot act. So like they it these are nothing charges. I don't think they could actually stick. And the only reason why I think that they charged them uh was to justify the arrest in the first place. And because they couldn't allow them to continue, basically. It would have been horrible optics. To been like, oh, we we stopped this U-Haul, found a bunch of Patriot guys, and then like let them out. They're like, well, we can't just let these people be free. Let's charge them with a crime and then justify it at a later date. Bob, why so. why are we talking about this this small scale local news story where they couldn't even scrounge up thirty three people to to join their crew? <laughs> like it's it's it, like. <laughs> You tell me, Josh, why is every fucking news station on TV talking about it right now? Why is every newspaper writing an article about it? Who the fuck is Patriot Front? It, and uh, it's wait, a threat okay, towards so, demo- I mean homosexuality. We have a whole podcast about white supremacy and no one's invited us to their group yet. <laughs> Josh is even the right in shape. He's the right amount in shape. You'd be perfect for this group. I own plenty of blue polos and khakis. Yeah. Come on, guys. He's the right amount of federal agents. Well. <laughs> so, 
it's it's all very it, i think this whole thing glows in the dark uh because the the arrest video of what was taken of these guys when they got taken out of the u-haul they were zip tied with their backpack still on with their face mask still on and they were zip tied so their hands are like touching the backpacks which is yeah that's that's not like that's never happened in the existence of any police force like ever they throw handcuffs on you and then they rifle through all of your shit and then they cut your backpack off of your back because you're already handcuffed and like they start digging through it like basically instantly. Um, yeah, but of course. They weren't worried about these guys being threats at all is, is what I'm saying. They determined pretty quickly they weren't a threat. Yes. Small, quick pat down. Yeah. Well, they knew them. They, they you know. Yeah. <laughs> they... <laughs> <laughs> They go to the bar after work sometimes together. They're all colleagues. <laughs> I, I swear to God, dude, they even got arrested in formation. Like, yeah, what's with yeah. this, these photos? Like, it's a photo op. The whole thing's a photo op. There's like cops facing the camera away from the perps before they're even in vehicles. Like, they're not even arrested. Like, they haven't finished arresting them and they're just sitting there like they're setting up a perimeter so that they can pose for photo ops. It's insane. Are these photos like supposed to scare gay and democracy loving people or something? I I think it's literally just to, to justify probably more laws of why you shouldn't be allowed to have any rights because 30 feds might pretend to be white supremacists. Well, because, yeah, you always have to play the victim because it tears on people's like emotional heartstrings about the subject. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe LGBTQ plus are still facing such extremism and what would you call it? They don't use tyranny fascism. You know what I mean? Like, Oh my God, there's still people out to get the LGBT plus community. Like they need that narrative. Could they not get winter coats and attack during black history month or something? I mean, why is it always pride month? Matching winter coats are, are a thing, too. Literally because the weather is nice. It, nothing happens in winter because it's too annoying. That's all. Yeah. That's all, it's all it comes down to. During the Pride event where, uh, where children blew bubbles and drew color, uh, colorful chalk art under the sheltered uh, picnic pavilion and enthusiastic crowds cheered drag queen performances on stage. <laughs> Skip a little bit further down. At one point, several men, including one with a long gun and pistol, unfur- uh, unfurled the banner that propagated a false narrative about uh, harming children. <laughs> Hold on, it's really hard for me to see this right now. Uh, and recently united far-right groups and movements against the LGBTQ people. I so. love that they say shit like that where they're so sure of themselves in their shitty blogs and articles is where they're like the false narrative that uh, the trans movement harms children who we've put on uh, beta blockers and you know we, we've we put on hormone blockers and uh, not beta blockers hormone blockers <laughs> <right>? fucking, <laughs> fucking brain melted right there to be fair it is 95 degrees in here and I'm my I'm gonna say some really dumb shit today but yeah, they put them on hormone blockers and fucking get them to chop their dicks off. And it's like, yeah, yeah, this is a false statement that this is harmful to children. Right. And they even mentioned, it's like, oh, yeah, the children were playing and there was a drag show right next to them at the same pavilion. Like, 
that that's not harmful. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god. What's funniest to me about these events right now that's blowing my mind. This one is just funny to bring up because it's so obviously just this setup gay play that every single person I've seen say anything about this is just like, this is just the feds. Like we all know it. Like every single real person is like, did you see where the FBI arrested the FBI? But not one news outlet even considers that a possibility well they can't i know they, they but literally can't. they can't they call use... themselves journalism and then never consider <laughs> it a possibility and it's like if you're a normal person watching just look up any news article on this and it's just yup that they, they caught the white supremacists in idaho at the gay pride parade in idaho that's where they caught them all and there's nothing we can't ask any questions about that. And we're professional journalists. That's- well, well, though they they did they did follow up, Bob. You said they talked to um <laughs> one of these these Patriot Fronts uh, mothers, one of these individuals' mothers. Did is there like a you know a, a story of how he developed into this? Maybe like a, a missing father or or something. <laughs> no, they don't want to. They don't want to do that. Way. Single mothers can do everything a man can do. A two parent household can do it better. <laughs> better because they don't have um, that toxic oh, maybe masculine had, energy in the house maybe he had two fathers in the household maybe that's oh, that would be great wrong. they cancel each other out then only a single mother can raise her son to be a man that does not rape yeah exactly <laughs> the, this mom looks like oh dude she looks so so goddamn ugly she looks like she looks like frank caliendo in a blonde wig <laughs> 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 I just expect it, her to do that shitty Madden impression they made him break out for like fucking 10 years <laughs> <laughs> well the, I, I haven't seen a picture of her uh, I can only imagine uh, that she looks like a fucking ham though oh, um, dude, she looks we, bad I mean I to, to, to be to have your own mother be so swindled by like the news media I don't like, think she's if, his real mother this is she's probably, an actor, yeah. probably. <laughs> like if the news media came up to like my family and it was like, oh my god, like your white supremacist son is like, it would be like, are you retarded? Like, are you actually retarded? <laughs> <laughs> like, now leave before I shoot you. So she has <laughs> like, this like good-looking, in-shape son who she's been warning. This is like her interview. She's like, I've been warning him for years. That his hateful ideology is wrong and it's going to get him in trouble. And I'm glad this is a wake-up call and I'm going to have to kick him out of the house because he's been living in my basement for years. It's like they're just hitting on every, like, it's every, like, masturbatory statement you could possibly make for, like, a left-leaning Twitter user to be like, yeah, he lives in his basement. Oh, what an idiot. Oh, yeah. It's so Probably stupid. Probably plays a lot of first-person shooter video games, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably a bunch of League. <laughs> I can't even imagine how much 4chan he's listened to in his day that corrupted him. Like, it's so... <laughs> I hear he has a 4chan account where he posts on it all the yes. time. Yes, yeah, a 4chan account. <laughs> he subscribes to it. Dude, he's... It's... It's so tropey at this point that it's like it's it's a very sloppy job by the FBI. The sloppy I, I job. They don't say. care anymore. Yeah. Like they really don't. It was don't. a complete 
It was a photo shoot. The whole thing was a photo shoot to drum up fear and hatred. But I honestly, I think that most of these things that they do have always been sloppy jobs. And we just haven't paid enough attention over the years. I think they're getting real sloppy. They're getting sloppy. It does seem like they're getting extra it's sloppy. A, <laughs> it, it's like a calibration thing. And they're doing like focus group testing to see how people respond. And this this one crossed the line just a little bit, you know, on, on the, the side of unbelievable. Uh, they'll, they'll dial back a little bit and, you know, get, they'll, they'll get the, the right balance any day now. We need a new term for like the Overton window, but for uh, feder- like federal gay ops, <laughs> like how believable they might be. <laughs> They've been pushing it to oh, like where great. it's bad now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look what they, it's the same. I know we talk about it all the time, but it's the same as they do with space. Like they had the news go, we're cutting live to the spacewalk. And then it cut to a fucking garage where two technicians were working with a a piece that looked like it's from the space station just in a green screen room like in a studio with camera set up around it and they're like uh it cuts back to the newsroom like uh we don't know what that is uh that that wasn't the spacewalk that's coming up soon when we get the right camera feed it was like (laughs) no one can like no one notices it doesn't matter how much they put it on them Dude, just just think back when The Wizard of Oz came out, when the man behind the curtain was this big reveal, uh, and it, it was a, a shocking scandal. Imagine what the response would be now, where it's no, there that man behind the curtain, he's not responsible for any of those illusions. There's there's a real like you know, Wizard of Oz that's uh, ruling over all of us, and he loves the science and whatever. That that's a great point, it, dude. What would have happened whatever. in a current day Wizard of Oz? Is he would have they would have, Toto the dog would have found him because just like the childlike innocence of not knowing anything is like Toto, barking classic white supremacist name. Yeah, like yeah, there uh, there's a guy back here, you know, and then he'd be like. What? It's not peer reviewed. Have the New York Times said anything about me creating this? You don't know what you're talking about. It's white supremacy. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, I'm sorry. We're not racist. We'll go back to us. Well, we're we don't need to be in your Emerald Palace." The imagery of that. Disney listening. <laughs> the imagery of that is how the scene goes. It's just a grabber behind a curtain pulling a bunch of levers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, these false flags are out of control. This one, this one's so dumb. I implore anyone to just look it up and look at these photos. It's like the lowest effort one. Like, you know what I mean? The at least Pulse was like believable, right? Yeah, Pulse yeah, nightclub. Like the, the nightclub <laughs> shootings and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like at least that's until like. You know, and you get enough of these shootings together. You get, that's the thing. You have to research it for, I don't know, three hours Weeks. worth where you can see. Not even. <laughs> three solid hours. Most people aren't going to do that. Most people will not put three hours into looking up stuff from alternative sources. Most people, which is why this is a blessing. This particular event is a blessing because most people will look at a like, particular event and it'll it either passes the bullshit meter or it doesn't pass it. And most of the time it passes. And so people are like, oh, yeah, they shot up a nightclub. Uh, some Muslim guy shot up a gay nightclub. Okay, like moving on. That's terrible. It's going to shape my worldview. Blah, 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 blah. But they see this and they're like, well, that's bullshit. 
I bet a lot and, don't, though. And they're quoting uh, the Anti-Defamation League in the article. Apparently, the Patriot Front uh, accounts for 80% of the white supremacist propaganda in the entire United States. So the FBI is creating... It means the FBI is creating all the white supremacist propaganda. That's what they yeah, really yeah. mean by that. They're really pumping what it out. Constitutes, what constitutes white supremacist propaganda? Like number of tweets or something? Excuse me, number oh, of God. gabs or whatever? Yeah, to put like a percentage basis on it, it's like, what the fuck are you guys quantifying? Like, that's not possible. <laughs> Again, yeah. No one asked like a question just that simple. Like... They're like, you know that 83% of all hate crimes are done by Patriot Front. And you're like, where do you get that number? Oh, for, they for don't a, no, no, no. Propaganda. For a group that no one's heard of. Like, at least, Neil, we, we have in our mind that the Proud Boys exist. The, uh, the 1776ers, yeah. the Oath Keepers. Like, they, you know, they exist. We've seen them at rallies before. But these people, who the, who the hell are they? Yeah, we have never heard of them before. No one has. The Patriot Front started at the the what is it? the Unite the Right Charlottesville oh, rally. Charles- okay. Yeah, so that shit happened. And the FBI was like, "Let's get a sting going." <laughs> Hella grassroots. That's, that's yeah. How many people do you think they tricked into this? By the looks of it, none. They're all uh, thirty-one. We heard thirty. Not even thirty-three. That's my real disappointment here. Yeah. It was going to be 33, but the two normal guys that aren't on oh, the they federal tested budget. for COVID. <laughs> it was just two guys that weren't being paid by the feds. Yeah. yeah two of I'll them were enough. savvy 4chan hackers and uh, got out of it the last minute. <laughs> well, All right. Enough of gay FBI false flags. And here I thought the only false flag I'd have to deal with this month was the pansexual flag. I mean, have you seen it? Sorry. God, I hate I, That I'm was sorry. the worst. <laughs> I hate you. That I was like, a, a, a bad one. setup. Too enthusiastic. <laughs> because, because you had no punchline. You didn't even know what you were going for. Oh, God. You so enthusiastically were just running off into a brick wall. <laughs> the, 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 the joke is the million pride flags are are made up. That's the joke. They're false. That's made up. That the, oh, it. you're going for a joke. I I thought it was going to be a transition. <laughs> okay, it was like the minion. <laughs> that was even, like a minion's meme equivalent of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Josh. false flag. More like all their flags are false. Am I right? Other sixty year old <laughs> boomers. Better. That's better than whatever the fuck I said. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you guys interested in hearing some ancient history, by the way, that uh, you've never heard before, but apparently isn't even disputed at all? What? I mean, why, why would it be disputed? I doubt I have never heard of this, by the way. Because yeah. it is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to have. And then what blew my mind about it. So... This is written by multiple historians from the same time period, what I'm about to share with you. But you know, but first, I want to build up to it. You know how <laughs> I, came, I, I came to the conclusion, like, I, 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 A, it's all completely speculative, but I just, it's like canon to me. It's kind of like the same as Azazel being buried in Antarctica. 
Like, I could never prove that, but I, it's 100% real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like that. Just a meme, okay. <laughs> so, that's how I feel about preterism. How, like, second... The second burning of the Jerusalem temple was, like, literally the start of the Thousand-Year Kingdom, and all the fucking cathedrals that were built were built by, like, literally Jesus during his reign. Okay. I thought he was a We did a whole episode a on it. We did. God damn it. <laughs> you guys are acting like you never heard me say this. We no, did a whole I remember. Episode no. Yes, yes. The they said, okay, I'm kingdom. following. I'm oh, yes okay. anding. Let's go. Oh, you're not yes anding. You, know, you have so much <laughs> Jewy snarkiness in your voice. It's insane. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Whatever, man. Also, I respect your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's what blew my mind about finding this out. Did you know that two separate historians in, reported in 66 AD that there were chariots of fire in the clouds and armies that were in the clouds encircling the city of Jerusalem? Would that surprise you to say that that's not even disputed historical record. It's uh, disputed as to what? why they wrote it, but you know we'll talk about why they wrote it. But the fact that that was written and recorded, and it was multiple sources, and like the whole city basically was like, yeah, that's what we saw. You know, the ones that didn't die. So it was a re- recorded when it happened in 66 AD, and then like 10, 20 years later. Uh, Roman historian uh, Publius Cornelius Tacitus, he had interviewed survivors that were there that day, and they all said, yeah, that totally was legit. That happened. Like, Tacitus is a well-respected historian that, like, most of that era of history is is drawn from, too. Now, Tacitus is very funny about it, because he says, yeah... They all d- did back that claim up that that happened, but they're a superstitious lot over in Jerusalem. So he was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, sure, with their Jew magic and their fanciful tales. Like, so he's pretty funny about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other historian that uh, that had recorded this went and was an eyewitness to it was Titus Flavius Josephus. And uh, I'm going to read a few excerpts out of what he saw, basically. Um, so this is 66 uh, AD, and there's a, this is the Roman-Jewish war where the Romans destroy the Second Temple. Uh, besides, these, or besides these, a few days after the feast, on the 21st day of the month of Artemisius, a certain prodigious and incredible phenomenon appeared. I suppose the account of it would seem to be a fable were it not related by those that saw it and were not the events that followed it, the destruction of the temple, of so considerable in nature as to deserve such signals. For before sunsetting, chariots and troops of soldiers in their armor were seen running about among the clouds and surrounding the cities. So that was what they said. So I'm, I'm get, I'm finding out about this the first time, like two weeks ago. You, you um, sorry. Did you say this while was while the temple was burning that they saw the chariots? 
before. Like they're they're okay. seeing this. So I was thinking of like a a misunderstanding of translation where it's like clouds of smoke. Yeah, I mean cl- clouds of smoke while it's being sieged. Is that like w- would that be a rationalization of what's going on? The temple doesn't get destroyed till seventy CE, so probably not actually. Oh, excuse me then. Okay. <laughs> so this is like three and a half years before the temple gets obliterated. But you know, I. I'm not. I'm just saying that this is a historical account. I, I, you know me. I already don't believe in most history, so I already think that there's a bunch of shenanigans going on here. Like I don't even believe in the timeline. But anyways, this is just mind blowing because I'm reading this two weeks ago after already saying, yeah, I think Jesus came back in 70 CE and destroyed the Romans and the Second Temple, and then. I find out that there's literally a guy saying that that's what happened. Like historians, there's historians that lived at that time period being like, no, that's what happened, dude. Like there were angel chariots raining from heaven. So do you want to hear now the rest of his, his account here? Yeah. Go on. Thus, there was a star resembling a sword which stood over the city and a comet that continued a whole year. So great a light shone round the altar and the holy house that it appeared to be bright daytime, which lasted for half an hour. This light seemed to be a good sign to the unskillful, but was so interpreted by the sacred scribes as to pretend those events that followed immediately upon it, which is their destruction. The eastern (laughs) gate of the inner temple which was of brass and vastly heavy and had been with difficulty shut by 20 men and rested upon a basis armed with iron and had bolts fastened very deep into the firm floor, which was there made of one entire stone, was seen to be opened of its own accord about the sixth hour of the night. Besides these, a few days after the feast, on one on the one and 20th day, 21st of Artemisius, that same, I don't know why he said it that way, Man, they said dates weird then. You know that score? One in 20th day. Like, what? So anyways, <laughs> on the 21st of Artemisius, a certain prodigious and incredible phenomenon appeared. And that was the chariots thing I just said. Um, moreover, at the feast, which we call Pentecost, as the priests were going by night into the inner uh, temple, as their custom was, to perform their sacred ministrations, they said that in the first place, They felt a quaking and heard a great noise. And after they heard that sound, heard a sound as of a great multitude saying, let us remove hence. And like, so they heard the huge, they heard like crazy voices and huge earthquake and blah, 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 whatever. That's the whole account of what happened. And then the second temple was annihilated. That was, that part was the day of the actual temple being destroyed on, uh, on Pentecost, which was also, it was like the same day, same month that the first temple was destroyed. It sounds like someone was trying to to create a philosopher's stone to me. Yeah, sounds- kind of. <laughs> yeah, right? That is kind of exactly and- what that sounds like. <laughs> I mean, that's it's like just- real kind of like out there, like archaic knowledge and shit like that. And it's kind of like, I love a throwback to like alchemy and stuff like that. But... Holy shit, that sounds exactly like what happened in, a, like, was it Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> they had, like, all the cities oh in a pentagram and then the earth quaking and, like, it's going to blow up starts- and kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, holy it's shit. It's just it's, all they're missing is sky chariots. 
Right. Dude, it said that there was like a burning star above the city for like 30 minutes that made it like sunlight for 30 minutes. Yeah, and then there was a comet. comet. Yeah. There was a comet that was there the whole year. And uh, who's that asshole uh, astronomer that's always on Rogan that I hate? Brian Cox. Brian Cox is like, well, he actually talked about that apparently. And he was like, well, Haley's Comet was there in 66 AD, but it couldn't have been there for a whole year. But there was another comet after that, and maybe they just got confused because they're dumb old cavemen. You know, like that. He, like, literally was trying to explain it away. People who understood astronomy a lot better than, than we than do. Than all now. of us. Yeah, because that's all they had to do. Like, that was their internet, was watching stars. Yeah, yeah but how well did they understand astrology? <laughs> Check the debate. Right, hold on. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, so, so Aaron, when you're describing the story to it, it um, I, uh, what I recall is the, uh, I looked it up the John chapter two, two verse nineteen, where Jesus Jesus answered them, "Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days." Um, effectively, just like you know, the the, the God not godly, but Jesus prophesying the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Well, that is, that was almost more of like a taunt though too like because he's saying like i could yes. raise this back in three days because the verse that got well it's typically taken like you know metaphorically as well yeah for the you know the creation creation of the new church and his resurrection and all, all that stuff but this is where it reminded me this is what it reminded me of more than anything and this is revelations 1 7 where it says look he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, the Romans, and all people on earth will mourn because of him, so shall it be. So all eyes would see him, even the ones that pierced him, which was the Romans, and then all will mourn destruction of Jerusalem and the second temple. And I was just like, I mean, the, and I'm going to be fair here. I'm going to be fair here because... This could totally be Titus Flavius Josephus pulling a bunch of Jewish trickery and being like writing down like, yeah, and revelations totally happened right now because we're in we're going to get a third temple. and It's going to be fucking awesome. And, you know, like. They're just saying that they just add he could have added a bunch of shit that made it seem like a. Prophecy and revelations is fulfilled, but. It just kind of was like a lot of the shit that I was learning. I was like, yeah, you know what? This preterism theory fits into place for me. That's what I just, I believe that now until somebody offers something that makes more sense. And then I find out, then they're like, no, they, they wrote about the, the sky army. I'm like, what? they wrote about the sky. They wrote, <laughs> what? <laughs> they wrote about a sky army that I believed in before I ever knew they wrote about it. Aaron, I think that was wow. before Revelations was written because the the Gospels, the first like Matthew and Mark, were coming out or, or you know, getting written down about that time. And checking, double checking Wikipedia at least, um, Revelations is usually uh, dated to the year ninety five. So like it would have been a they few say decades that, after but that. why? That means that dude. That means that John was like ninety five years old when he when that was written. I forget which. I forget if it was a different John. It might have been, but it, I think it was one of the apostles. Either way, yeah, it it was a John. It might have. I I forget. Um, 
But either way, like even if it was written down in 95, it was probably oral tradition for decades ahead of then. So it, it no. could have been those could have been known stories in the 60s. No, CD. he's the original author of it. It's his visions. There's that wouldn't even be an oratory thing. Well, yeah, but did he describe it himself? And like, it is the Apostle John. They they say ninety five, but that's horseshit. They like, he would have probably written it down. Like, I would imagine he wrote it down. I don't know in the next twenty years after Jesus died, like in the fifties. Yeah, there's a lot of um, ambiguity as to who the, the the dating of when the Gospels were written and who they're actually attributed to have written them you know physically because they're they're all attributed to like you know 60 to 100 ad when a lot of these people would be dead yeah it's like okay so you guys are saying john the apostle john wrote it but you you it can only be after the sacking of the second temple because i don't know you might have an ulterior motive of you want that you want revelations to be not true or like Oh, he just plagiarized a real historical event and said it was a dream. Fuck you, Christians. You know, like, there's so many motivations to say it's a certain time, but I think it's a stretch to go, oh, yeah, no, no, it was definitely in 95 when John was minimum 85 years old. Oh, and also believe this story, how we say that everyone uh, lived to, like, 35 back in the day. You know how they always, like, try to feed you that line (laughs) of bullshit? Oh, yeah, you died of old age when you were 37. Uh, in 1910 and before, and then they, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, this guy definitely wrote it when he was 97 years old." And you're like, "Oh, why was he just extremely lucky? Like, what are you talking about?" And this was the late part of the Bible, like you know, New Testament, where people weren't living to 300 years old, like Noah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not Noah. He's not Adam living like 900 and whatever. So yeah, this that you know what I mean? How do they know? They don't know when he wrote fucking revelations after 33 and before he died i maybe it was before jerusalem but we don't know all right aaron thinks it's jesus josh what do you think i think it's uh, alchemy what do you think josh oh man i What's so, your so take? I, like, put things in context in my head i'm, I'm um, trying to will i'm trying to will him into the most based answer Right now, but with Wait, my so, mind. so I'm I'm stupid when it comes to the to history. What what's the otherwise narrative on the burning of the the temple in Jerusalem, the second temple? And, no, it's just that the Romans sacked the city. The Jews rebelled. They they like basically um they they had a rebellion. They they surprised attacked a bunch of Roman soldiers and killed them and took control of the city. And then the Romans came and fucked them up because of that. Oh, it was that. Okay. It was Emperor Hadrian. Okay. His sacking of Jerusalem. Whoever was after Nero. Cause Nero died. Well, it was actually was Nero to start, but it wasn't Nero at the finish. Oh, they rebelled while Nero was emperor and Nero died in 68. So it was two years into the 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 first Jewish Roman rebellion war or whatever. Uh, I see. They're already two years in, but they were two years away from the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. So I don't remember who was after Nero. But Titus something was the general. 
It was General Titus is the one that fucking annihilated Vesperian? Vesperian might have been the Emperor? Something like that? Oh, okay. That actually makes sense. Josh, are you looking this up? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of like how much sense each of these sides makes. In in your head, why would these people, why would this be documented like 2,000 years ago, give or take? Yeah, that, that is a strange, like, th- what, this if is anything, a time did they actually see? There was a real study of history and... Oh, man, I, I think I think there's some merit to it. Well, I mean, a whole city said it, but the whole city was Jewish, so... Take it with a grain of salt, because I thought you were going to say Jewish lies. <laughs> I was going to laugh really hard. That's what I was trying to will you into saying. But um, my favorite part about this, if you look it up, on just if you just Google Titus, uh, Flavius, Josephus, and uh, and the Sky Army or whatever, if you just Google that, it's like. Did Titus Josephus, but did he have the first account of ancient aliens? Like, it's all the History Channel horseshit. <laughs> they literally, they they give so much credence to that, too. Like, we think that extraterrestrials were watching the war. And you're like, what? Stop. This is insane. Yeah, I, I don't think it was aliens. I'll say I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, that, uh, that's dumb. I <laughs> do as soon as I saw that too, it's like now I feel now I really think there's something here. <laughs> Anytime I look something up and they just immediately are like, "Where did I think aliens did it?" I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, what the fuck is actually happening here?" Now there's something they don't want me to know because they're muddying it with horseshit. Yeah, I, I feel like there, there's a lot of history at that time, and especially especially biblical biblical accounts as well that historians try to treat as metaphorical or some some form of purple prose or bad translation or weird translation where it, it's interpreted in a weird way. Like I was saying with, oh, they're not up in the clouds. They're just, you know, chariots coming through clouds of smoke, some, something, something. Yeah, yeah, it's not and like that, though. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't, I, I think enough of that interpretation is stupid that this uh, story could be as written uh, to, to an extent. To... There's two ways that people uh, explain it away that are like the, you know, the more secular people that are, you know, explain these events away. They don't deny that uh, everybody said it happened. What they say is that, A, they were in a dire siege so that they had like a mass hysteria where everyone just said they saw a bunch of crazy shit and then everyone just kind of believed it and went with the mass hysteria. That's like with a secular historian most accepted version of why they say that uh the other is my one of my favorites because i love that this is more of like the the typical your average reddit user is how they how they would explain it away and they're like oh when they say armies in the clouds they probably saw a lightning storm and then thought it was armies. It was Zeus. It's the Roman gods versus the God of Israel. It's Jupiter. He's raining down thunder. It makes me laugh so hard when I hear people think that anybody born before 1975 is like actually retarded and thinks like the sky is like a cloud is just like God crying on you, you know, when it rains. They're like, no, that's the 
That's the god of rain is is actually crying because his lover is yelling at him. Who's thunder? You know, and it's it's so <laughs> stupid. Like people think that's how everyone before the last fifty years actually thinks. You know what I mean? Like, and you're just like the audacity of these people. You're like, they built a fucking pyramid, so maybe give them a little more credit than what you are. No, when a woman bled, they had to send her to the woods because she had uh, the blood demon in her. And like, well, <laughs> besides that being a based response to women having her, their periods, I don't think they thought it was a blood demon. Yeah, I think the dumbing down of people in the past, I, I think, kind of um, sheds light on how intellectually well, lazy they are when trying to solve like a riddle. Basically, they're like, well, we don't know what this is or what they're describing or how they came about to describe something of such such a type. Right. And it's like, well, I'm going to cop out. It's a, it's a cop out. It's not just people in the past. It's anyone who's not a, a metropolitan Westerner. So if you look at these, these shamans in South America in the middle of the Amazon rainforest where these, these extremely unique you know, herbs, roots, plants grow that they use for medicinal practices that uh, probably cures a bunch of shit, actually, they're like, uh, no, that wasn't made by Pfizer and peer-reviewed, so it's probably just uh, you know, fake home- homeopathy. But <laughs> why, why do you learn how to dig up roots? You buy those at Trader Joe's. Like... <laughs> That's like how they that's how they think. It's crazy. They they really do. It it shows a lack of introspection. It's that it's not even laziness. It's just uh people's willingness to believe anything that makes them feel like they're the smartest person that ever lived. So they're like, "Oh, everyone that's not me is stupid, and I'm smart. And anybody who does anything different than me is because they're dumb and they're mud people and they think that you know, God is uh shooting thunderbolts at them." You know, that's how they they need to keep that in order to keep their own self-worth and keep from killing themselves. I think we actually we have an article coming up here, Bob, that uh, really, really exemplifies what I'm talking about. The type of person that I'm talking about. (laughs) You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's face up bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Psychologists say a good life doesn't have to be happy or even meaningful. <laughs> oh, thank God, because I'm lacking in all of those things, and so my life must be awesome. So, psychologists have determined that people seek three things to have a good life. Uh, One of those is happiness, the other is meaningfulness, and the last thing which they have just poofed out of thin air um, due to modern society is uh, uh, psychological enrichment. (laughs) So, you can be happy. Oh, they added Uh, one? This is like steam instead of STEM? slide art into real real science (laughs) basically they actually go into depth here um at the very end of the article they're like oh yeah um most of these actually come from one author's big concern was that whether pursuit of a uh, psychologically rich life is a phenomenon particular to western educated industrialized rich and democratic societies 
or something weird. Only a they have, a, they have person. an acronym for it. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Uh, or something only a privileged person who had um, their other needs satisfied would desire. Yeah. Uh, but the, the author, which is funny, uh, they did not find significant associations between income and people with psychologically rich and meaningful lives. So, yeah. So what they get at, a, a psychologically enriched life is basically new experiences, uh where, where did they go through it? Uh, interesting experiences in which novelty and or complexity are accompanied by profound changes in perspective. What well, wasn't uh, one of the biggest problems in the universe recently enlightened people? Is what? Re- recently enlightened people <laughs> oh, you know, who've had a change in perspective. <laughs> yeah. The person that just comes off of uh, what was it, spring break that they did in like South America and they can't shut the fuck up about the coffee down there or something and the, and the different cultural things that they all do. You don't, you don't understand yeah. how they live. You know, you need to get out. You need to get out in the world more and experience world, life, man. man. Like, you know, like me. The avocados are so much fresher when you pick them yourself off the plantation in Costa Rica. <laughs> really makes you think, you know, they don't have much, but they're happy. Yeah, those people are definitely the worst. So they even link up studying abroad, for example, is one way that the college students often introduce psychological enrichment into their lives. Hey, I studied abroad. Am I better than you guys? Yeah. So this is the kicker. As long as you don't define better as uh, happiness or meaning, (laughs) 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 then yes. (laughs) Quick quick, quick aside. Uh, Bob, what what do they mean by a good life? Because if they don't uh, define that, they can kind of just throw in any sort of metric, quote-unquote metric. People, a, people, a life that people actually desire, right? I, I think that is, because did you see a metric in there? I didn't see a metric in there. They're just kind of like not a metric. <laughs> Dude, this whole article is one, is, it's one chick explaining away why every mistake she made in her life is psychologically enriching, a term that she came up with. To fucking talk about how good her life is. All it's of her insane. mistakes. <laughs> when you get when you delve into the psychology of the author, yes. <laughs> it gets to the point where you start understanding, oh, this person made a lot of mistakes in their lives. Uh, they're not doing well at all. And they don't have a, a strong network of support and people around them. Actually, um, traveling hostel to hostel with quarter million dollars of student debt is actually the most psychologically enriching way that you can live <laughs> just like that's like basically the article in a nutshell so the the author i know josh wants to say something but the author goes on here he says there are times in our life when we accept discomfort and prioritize exploration she says recalling her own travels in hostels when she was a young adult <laughs> And instead of prioritizing challenging experiences, they prioritize fam- uh, familiar things that will make them happy. Instead of meeting new people, they prioritize family and close friends. Those things do decrease happiness or increase happiness, but they may decrease psychological enrichment. <laughs> being part of is, being part of a familial unit decreases psychological enrichment. The fact that I'm a barren whore is actually makes me psychologically more enriched than you. 
<laughs> and it's a more difficult life to live. Being maintaining steady relationships, building a family, and all everything involved there. That's that's the easy way out. That's, Those yeah. are the, the slackers who <laughs> traveling Europe and living hostel to hostel and escaping your debtors is uh it builds character. So interesting experiences, novel interesting experiences accompanied by profound changes in perspective. So what could deliver those things? I think like a war. Who knows? They're all subjective. Unemployment. <laughs> These are all changes in perspective and they're all unique novelty, you know, things experiences. that just happen to be things that yeah. our own government is creating on purpose it, it's right hardship, now. But getting through the, that... Go ahead. She lists infertility too. I'm just laughing at oh. that after a sort of the family bit. <laughs> oh too. my god! <laughs> Experiencing infertility. <laughs> she's just. A, it's just a, okay. So this is typical woman. It's all the things she's just writing about herself right now because everything's about her. And what what are the hardships that uh, that she's getting used to here that uh, or that we could get used to that aren't as bad as war? But this is just going to be her own autobiography, basically. Yeah. Or you might encounter less dramatic, but nonetheless painful events, infertility, chronic illness, unemployment. Regardless of the specifics, you may experience suffering, but still find value in how, you in how your experience shapes your understanding of yourself and the world around you. Okay, so translation for normal people out there. She is an unemployed, uh, infertile, uh, what was that? Oh, uh, hypochondria. Uh, herpes. Herpes. She has herpes. Oh, I thought I was gonna say long. <laughs> Probably COVID, not. But. I bet not. Chronic bet illness. She... No, it's chronic illness. Herpes. <laughs> nope. They all think they have chronic illness. Hypochondria. I would put money on it. I swear to God. <laughs> I would say maybe hum monkey pox with her. You know, trips <laughs> to Africa. You know, she takes. Yeah, these but that's not trips. chronic. Yeah, something. It, ha it has no, to be. Do this. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. Just as, as an aside, are are either of you uh, at all familiar with Jewish philosophy? <laughs> Am I? From, from, <laughs> only from an outside source. <laughs> outside from, from looking my, in. From my uh, minimal understanding, one of the primary goals or primary um, themes is finding meaning in suffering that this just you know some some of the lines here evoke a lot of that oh, a lot of that bullshit that's just another way that they can fucking play the victim we have yeah, to yeah, find no, exactly. meaning in suffering because all their life is suffering they're, they're, uh, our whole history our whole the three thousand year history yeah this pile of gold won't ease my constant suffering <laughs> so, you can't buy happiness i guess yeah yeah uh, so yeah this bitch is psycho the, and the people that wrote this article are also a bit crazy um i i don't think anyone i i think they're looking for excuse to like just justify why everyone's lives are shit and try to get people to like not focus on that right like what's like the goal of this of this research paper here. I honestly, I really think this is just this bitch's autobiography so that she can go home, tell herself in the mirror that she's psychologically more enriched than everybody so that she doesn't kill herself. Can I, I think, uh, 
what, what's her guy? Elizabeth Gilbert needs to sue her for plagiarizing Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Josh. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you, though. At the like at the end of the day, th- this is like a justification because so many people, not just the author, so many people are realizing, well, I'm not finding meaning in my life. I have a shitty job and I'm not happy. I'm broke as fuck. And, you know, I don't have a family. I don't have a relationship. I don't have any money. It's just I, I work or just sit in a basement all day and look up pride events to go to and write at. <laughs> So, yeah, so they write a blog about all the reasons why that's still better than anything else that she could have possibly done so that she doesn't hate herself every day because she couldn't possibly admit that the family and white picket fence stay-at-home mom people were right the yeah, whole it's time. Literally, it's literally plan C. You can find meaning through, like, relationships and family. You can find happiness through, like, having a little bit of money and not worrying about it so much. But if both those fail, you can always go, <laughs> you can always travel a little bit <laughs> and find new experiences. <laughs> it's the participation trophy of life. Goddamn millennials. Am I right, guys? I actually like, it's a positive outlook on life. It's giving you a, people a little no, bit more hopes to not. Okay, not. sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a giant, it's a, it's, a, it's a wordy cope is what it is. <laughs> It, it also reads like a travel ad because it's it's talking about oh we're coming out of COVID you should go uh you know go to hostels go to these countries it's the best way to live your life traveling like it's a real hobby um go study abroad etc cetera, etc. Cetera. You guys want to hear a nice story about uh, another scientist story? Uh, scientists discover in two parts. You can't travel here. You, you <laughs> oh darn! Can't travel here. I'll, I'll give you a guess of where it's at. Antarctica. Oh, shit. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> the only place you're not allowed to go. I'm sure yeah. we, we could even go to Russia right now. I bet we could. I bet we could fly to Russia, no problem. Go take a nice tour of North Korea. Well, after all the paperwork's done, yeah. Discovery. <laughs> there's Guys, there's the discovery of a hidden world under Antarctica ice that has scientists jumping for joy now when you hear hidden world under antarctica am i the only one that thinks secret submarine not like nazi submarine tunnels that go to like elysium (laughs) i'm thinking like atlantis or a a shangri-la sort of thing (laughs) i'm i'm thinking of like a frozen t-rex like we finally have a full like preserved like reference of what the fuck a dinosaur actually might oh, have been. Man. See, I, I'm thinking tunnel entrance, like into Hollow Earth. <laughs> but so this is a never before seen ecosystem lurks in an underground river deep below the icy surface in Antarctica. Researchers recently brought this hidden world into the light, revealing a dark and jagged cavern. Hey, this is not. Does this look like a j- dark and jagged cavern? I can't tell. They have it's a, a video underwater photo. Yeah, underwater video. Yeah, it is a what amounts to a three second GIF of the shittiest quality thing you've ever seen. This could be anywhere. Like you ever know, they just have they never show you proof that they're doing any of the things that they say they're doing. But that's a sidebar. It's a video of, of some shrimp. What do you mean? They don't have any proof. They just they sent you proof, Aaron. Look at the video. Yeah, they showed us a video of shrimp. 
There's no proof that that's 1,600 feet under Antarctica. Where's that light coming from? Is that on that? It's on you the know what I mean? Like, it's on the oh submarine submerged, you know, thing that they're setting down there. Yeah, that's that's a fucking quarter mile under the ice. So, anyways, yeah. the reason I brought this up isn't because I care about any other claims here, but I was just laughing because remember when we did a scientist discovery showing how many species they've claimed to discover over the last, like, what, 20 years? And it was something absurd, like 20,000 species a year or 40,000. Well, it was some ridiculous number, right? Yeah, it was absurd. And then we found out that they, like, did, like, 70 different shrimp in the British Channel alone. <laughs> yeah, they're just finding random crustaceans. How many articles are we going to see in the future where it's just shrimp? <laughs> are we like ever going to be able to eat these shrimp? No. You know, we're, they're we're never going to be in a bag that's going to be like Antarctica shrimp. Fresh from Antarctica. Never going to happen. But I wonder how many times they're going to reuse shrimp just like they reuse like Christmas asteroids. Like I wonder how many. I bet. I think they have 20 articles that they just recycle. What's the point of shrimp, though? Like, why? Like, Christmas asteroid, it, it makes sense. Shrimp. Dude, you give, uh, okay, you give whoever is paying for your study, you give them some, like, random crustacean variant that you might have stumbled on upon that you could classify as a new crustacean type and be like, see, the, the guy writing my checks will basically be like, great, we found one. We can, we can pass this off as a success. Like, yeah, no we, one's we checking that. We spent $1.7 million paying a couple of these scientists to run like a, a, some dumb experiments, and we got it. We got what was paid. No one's going to ask us where that money went ever again. It went to nope. this. <laughs> it went to us finding new species of shrimp, and it's probably the same exact fucking shrimp in the Atlantic. It's a, the exact same thing, and they're just like, no, no, this is a different whole new species. And there's no board that, like, double checks the if there's a new species and like compares it to other shrimp around the world you know what i mean it's all bullshit yeah they're just like categorizing and recategorizing oh this one has a the same animal sh- over time this, sh- this shell has a distinct feature on it it's like yeah it's a fucking claw mark it was in a battle <laughs> it, it's an incision you made with a pen knife you know like what it, it's Wait, so Aaron, did you did you say how many species they discovered? And, and then, of course, follow-up question. Um, how many of these species are endangered? All of them. Instantly. We just throw them right onto the endangered species list. <laughs> uh, 33,000 species, and they're all endangered. Because of climate change. 33,000? Th- what? I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying 33. I, I, I didn't... <laughs> They didn't, I, they I didn't go into how many shrimp they discovered here. They just said they found a swarm of them and then showed you a three-second video and said, yeah, this is a, yeah, this is like yeah, a quarter mile under the uh, under Antarctica, whatever that means. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is a, mass, a swarm of shrimp I found under America. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, quarter mile under America I found. Like, it's a huge landmass. What do you mean under Antarctica? Where were you? Well, yeah, Antarctica is yeah, supposed classified. to um be have land underneath, have like you know a bedrock land underneath, right? I don't know. I I remember reading that once when I was. I would love to go check that there. out. Yeah, I have no idea. 
<laughs> I mean, it's all frozen. Yeah, I over. think we're looking. We're we're looking up the 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 like was it Dome Argus, like the giant mountain thing. Um, and I, I think I was looking up there. Like, there's a, a rock mountain underneath. Like, there's a land mountain underneath the ice mountain. I dude, I have no idea anymore. I swear to God, when I was a kid, the North Pole was like a lot of. There was a bunch of ice there. And now it's just supposed to be just water. But there's still no Google Earth images of the North Pole either. You know that? None of that ocean area and that whole north section, there are no photos of. I have no idea really? what's there. None. Google Earth it. Go anywhere in that sea. It's all no, no images. You would think that you could track the, the climate change real time using Google Earth. That would be something that they would be interested in showing you. Yeah, maybe like NASA has some stuff on their website. No, Google Earth has to uh, take uh, another photo of my Hyundai Accent for the 17th time. They can't possibly, you know, actually photograph the Earth since it's all done by satellite, which is totally real, and that's what's happening. Wait, satellites don't go above the North Pole. Like, you know how orbits work. Yeah, they only go if they only go east to west, and they never come near the poles, and you don't get to go there. And just believe us. Okay, I make a lot more sense now. I understand why they don't have photos in the poll. <laughs> yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for clarifying that. Maybe the space weather is really <laughs> intense up there. It is. Space, space weather is a problem goes. in the North and South Pole. <laughs> and 300 mile an hour winds. And, and also, it's too cold for cameras to work, even though they work in space. But don't think about it too hard. Just... <laughs> like whatever excuse we can throw at the fucking wall like it's a fucking pack of spaghetti just whatever sticks there's anything and then it will tell you anything you want to hear <laughs> it's so quiet you can hear your heartbeat pet through the hurricane winds and uh <laughs> the space weather and don't worry about it <laughs> and the underground shrimp that we found <laughs> yeah, so so we're not having some like special Antarctica themed shrimp boil coming up. It's it's not a can't get our hands on them. Yeah, yeah. We we survived in the cold. We had to transport our poop out in balloons and <laughs> lived on nothing but shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the polar bears are dying. <laughs> Sorry. So goddamn dumb. I hate Antarctica so much. Oh, and the uh, uh, we discover fifteen between fifteen and eighteen thousand new species oh, every single Thanks, year. Bob. Yeah, which is uh, we have to run out at some shit. point. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> no, we <laughs> don't because like the- of evolution, Bob. They were constantly evolving. But do do you know how little of the ocean that we've we've actually explored? It's like single digit percentage, man. It's 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 probably less than we've explored of space, honestly. I, oh, can we do an episode on deep space, deep sea? Yes. Of course. Oh my god. Okay, I'm doing research on it, and it is terrifying. I, everything. I think everything you, no, you, about you did mention something to me. Oh wait, that might have been someone else. The black. You like, about the giant mass? lobsters? No, not the giant lobsters. I'm referring to like a black mass. That's like, that's Firstly, like that's awesome. Miles. Secondly. <laughs> I was talking to someone just this last weekend about giant lobsters. So, uh, okay. in deep sea. So, yeah, we, we need to get on this. Perfect. Not right. next week. Yeah. We'll have to talk about the, no, not next week. Next week's a celebration. Next week, we you finally. You that celebration? You can submit a theme song. 
Yeah, we get to pick our theme song. Okay, Jimmo at show at gmail.com. If you want to call in, let us know. We can get you on the show. Yeah, no, we're going to, we already got, I've already contacted a bunch of the regular callers. We're going to be good. We have a full lineup here. And then, but yes, you have one week, basically, not even. You have less than a week when you hear this episode <laughs> to submit your theme song to okhmoshow at gmail.com. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> thank you, Josh. And thank you, thank you, everyone out there for listening. Of course. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, that's the episode. Have a good one. You've got mail. What the fuck? Don't tell me you don't like my show. Bring back slaves.